Amen. Thank you, Brother Terry. My goodness. The anchor holds, regardless what storm we may be going through. Let me share uh, a note that was handed to me. This is uh, from Tenille Barton. Her, her aunt passed away recently, and her funeral is today um, at Sullivan. Her name is Myrtle uh, Ackridge. And so, if you would, remember Tenille and her family. This morning, if you brought your Bibles, please turn to the book of Mark. Appreciate Terry singing that song. I want to share a sermon that I've entitled, Victory Over a Storm. Victory Over a Storm. You know, our heart's been broken this week after we've experienced uh, some tough weather and our friends in Mississippi and West Alabama and on up through Florence and Nashville area up through there had a lot of damage and uh, of course Amory, Mississippi um, and Tennille has some kinfolk in Amory and a little town Rolling Fork, uh, Mississippi just uh, northwest of Jacksonville. Know that area somewhat. We lived in Grenada, Mississippi. Corey was born in Green, Greenwood, Mississippi. And so, I believe her 26 that died in that tornado. And there's some, some still missing. So it breaks my heart uh, when I, I think of what some people have gone through this week. And... Uh, brought back memories and what we experienced here, and our, our heart goes out to them. You know, all of us have experienced the reality of a storm. and This is what's taking place in Mark chapter 4. Look, if, if you will, at verse 35. And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, his disciples, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, and so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, Jesus was, and he was asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and they said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind... And the sea obey him. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to worship you in song and praise songs. And Father, thank you for your word and thank you for the power that you have to reach down and calm the storms in our lives. And so, Father, our heart goes out to those who are suffering in the counties, the little towns and cities that suffered from the recent tornadoes. And our prayer goes out to them, strengthen them and help them in the midst of uh, this tragedy in their life. 
but others are going through some things perhaps even here today and those who are viewing. And I pray, Lord, that you would be with us as we wait on storms to come into our own personal lives and help us, we pray, to turn to you during those times, knowing that you can give us victory over anything that we face. You have power to do that. And so speak to our hearts today is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. So all of us have experienced the reality of a storm, but the most common storms that we experience really is not of the natural elements like rain and lightning and thunder and wind. We can kindly deal with those. We try to look for a safe place. But the storms that cause us more fear and more pain and more emotional stress and uncertainty are just the storms of life. Uh, Carrie mentioned that in the chorus about the anchor holds in life storms. Those storms of life. We have to always remember that Jesus Christ can bring peace and He can bring calm to a troubled soul, to a troubled heart, to a troubled life. Now I want you to notice some practical lessons that God gives us in Mark 35 through 41. First thing, if you want to jot these down, all people are subject to storms of life. All people are subject to the storms of life. Verse 35 and 36, look at that, if you will, in Mark 4. And the same day when the evening was come, he said to them, let's pass over on the other side. And when they were sent away, the multitude, they took him even as he was in the boat, in the ship, and there was also with him other little boats, other little ships. Now, I want you to notice there's two classes of people that are involved in this storm. Two classes of people that are about to be hit by a storm. You see, Jesus is teaching from a boat, and he's teaching to the multitude that's on the shore. And all of a sudden, he told his disciples, let's go across to the other side. He was already in the boat, so they began to travel to the other side. And these other little ships began drawing close to the ship or to the boat, that Jesus was in, they were near him already because they were trying to hear him say what he was telling the multitude. And so these other ships began to draw close to Jesus just to hear what he was saying. And then, So the first group that was about to be hit by the storm were those who were in the little boats without Jesus in the boat. They were around Jesus but they didn't have Jesus in their boat. There are many today who are listening perhaps or viewing or even in this worship service are kind of being tossed back and forth, up and down without Jesus in their boat, going through some storms perhaps, the storms of life, and you're going through them all by yourself because you don't have Jesus in your boat. And they knew Jesus. They even traveled there on the on the water to hear him preach to the multitude. They had heard of his teachings. They, they knew what he taught. They'd seen him as he was being lived out in, in the lives of those that followed him. They were aware of Jesus. But they had never fully asked Christ to come into their life, come into their boat. They find themselves in a storm of life without Jesus in their boat. 
And some of you perhaps are in that condition today. You're just in a bad storm right now and you really don't know what to do. But you've never invited Christ into your life, into your boat. So the first group that was about to be hit by a storm were those that were without Jesus in their boat. But there's another group there about to be hit by the storm. And it was those that had Jesus in the boat. It was those disciples of Jesus. And you may have, have the question, you may say, well, Brother Sam, if, if Jesus is in the boat, why the storm? Why the storm? Everything should be okay if I have Jesus in my life. Here's the point. Just because we're God's people doesn't mean that, that we are free from the storms of life. John chapter 16, verse 33, says this, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So, believers, we have storms in our lives too. Why is that? Because we live in a troubled world. We live in a, a sinful world. And so God's people... How storms, God's people that were in Egypt, during, in slavery, I mean, they, they, wait, they were waiting for God's deliverance. They were going through storms. Moses had storms as he, he led this rebellious group of people to, out of Egypt to the promised land. David had a storm in his life as he watched his, his son die because of an adulterous affair with Bathsheba. Job had storms where he lost his entire household, his dwelling, and all of his family, all that he had in one day with a terrible tornado, a windstorm. He, had, he was a man of God, but he had a storm. Ezekiel had storms. Daniel had storms. The Old Testament, Old Testament is filled with examples of God's people being hit with with, uh, with storms and crises in their lives. And even in the New Testament, we find where Stephen, the first deacon, was in a storm simply because he was unshaken. He was unapologetic for confessing Christ as the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And he was stoned to death. He had, he had a storm. And, and never forget Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul who was beaten, thrown into prison several times for preaching a gospel of grace. He went through his storm. So I praise God today that whatever storm comes my way as a believer in the storms of life that are raging, that I praise God that I have Jesus in my life to help me during a storm. And I pray that you do. Our daughter, Corey, uh, years ago, she, she would sing this song from time to time. And I believe it was, from, I believe it was by Sandy Patty. And um, the title of the song is, I Know the Master of the Wind. It goes like this. My boat of life sails on a troubled sea. Even there's a wind in my sail. But I have a friend who watches over me when the breeze turns into a gale. I know the master of the wind. I know the maker of the rain. I mean, he can calm a storm and, and he can make the sun shine again. I know the master of the wind. Do you know the master of the wind this morning? 
Have you trusted him, invited him into your life, into your boat? If nothing else, for your salvation, but also to be there with his power when you're going through a storm. He can come that storm. He can make the sun shine again if you know the master of the wind. So first of all, all people are subject to storms, those without Jesus, those with Jesus. And then notice the storm came. Look at verse 37, Mark chapter 4. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, and so it was now full. It was a bad storm. The wind blew, the waves beat against the boat, the boat began to fill with water. It kind of seemed like a hopeless situation. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in a situation where you just felt like it was hopeless and there was no way out? Listen, friend, there's a way out. There's a way out. But the storm came. It came, and perhaps a storm is headed your way. Now, it was headed their way. You know, this, this, past, this past week, you know, I was watching uh, Channel 48, and the guy made a statement. He said, you might want to might want to just uh, take a picture of this, and he had the highest impact time when the storm was going to hit different areas. Highest impact time, Alabama-Mississippi State Line, 10 to 11.45. Phil Campbell, 10.10 to 10.30 p.m. Florence, 10.30 to 12.40 a.m. Rogersville, 11.10 to 12. Storm's on the way. Remember, your storm's on the way. We were blessed in knowing when the storm was going to hit, but I understand a lot of people in Mississippi didn't know when the storm was going to hit. They were taken by surprise. Your storm today may be caused by your finances or some type of insecurity or feelings of failure or sickness or your children or maybe in-laws, a spouse may go through a Marri- um, uh, separation in your marriage or divorce in your marriage, maybe a, a, a death maybe gone into retirement and that's brought about a storm in your life. Maybe all of a sudden you're a caregiver. I had prayer with Kelly and Christy standing by the bed of uh, Miss Grissom. All of a sudden they were thrown into the, the role of caregivers. And some of you have been in that role. I know I have. But the storm's coming. storm's coming. Whatever the storm arrives. So we're all subject to storms. Number two, storms will eventually come. Verse 37, and last, let me close with this. There's a response to the storm. There's a response, first of all, there's a response by us. If you'll notice in um, in verse 38, what the disciples did. And he was in the hinder, Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship, the boat, asleep on a pillow, and they awakened him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? They, they, they responded to the storm. How do you respond to storms in your life? Some people respond by, by hollering for help, calling for help. Help, what do I do? I need some help. Somebody help me. Some people respond by being anger, angry. Why did this happen to me? I mean, I've tried to live a good life. I've tried to live a clean life. You know, why did it happen to me? It shouldn't have happened to me. Or some act in a brave way. I, I can tough it out. I can crawl over this mountain. I've crawled over other mountains before. 
You react to your storm. Some react in panic. They just give up, throw up their hands, and just go in a panic mode and don't know what to do or where to turn. But some act in faith. We turn immediately to God, the person that can help us. So many times we get so, so caught up in our circumstances, fighting the wind and fighting the waves and the turbulence of the sea of life, and we forget that Christ is on board, and we turn to everything and everybody else first but to Him. So there's a response to the storm by us. So as a believer, we need to respond to the storm of our life by immediately turning to Christ. You know what the disciples did? Before they went and woke Jesus up, they had to bail water. The, the ship was already taken in water, and they had not even awakened Jesus. But the moment they called on him, you know what he did? He came to their aid. He came to them. He came to them. So there's a, there's a response by us as believers we need to turn immediately to Christ. Then there's a response by Christ. After they had wakened him, look at verse 39. He gets up, he, and he said to them, Why are you so fear? Oh, I'm sorry, he arose. He rebuked the wind. He said to the sea, Peace be still. The wind ceased. There was great calm. So he, he got up. After he was called on, be mindful. After he was called on, he, he came to their rescue. After he was called on, he got up. He rebuked the wind, it ceased. He spoke to the sea, it calmed down. And then he asked a question. Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? You're a believer. Why, why are you afraid? You believe in me. They not only forgot, of it, they forgot his presence, but they forgot his power. They forgot his power. You see, Christ has power to come whatever storm you're going through. You cannot think of a storm you're going through that Christ cannot quieten. Psalm 62, verse 11 says, All power belongs to God. Think of that. Job 42, verse 2, I know that you can do anything, Job said. I know you can, you can do anything. You can do everything. Matthew 19, verse 26, Jesus said, with God, all things are possible. Luke 1, verse 37, with God, nothing is impossible. So the point is, regardless of what you're going through, Jesus Christ can calm your storm. He has the power. So all of us are subject to storms, those without Jesus, those with Jesus. Storms will come. There's a response to our storms by us and then by Jesus. So let me ask you how you're dealing right now in your present life. How are you dealing with whatever's going on in your life right now? Let me list some ways you could be dealing with it. Number one, things are smooth sailing right now. I mean, you're just happy as a lark. There's nothing going on. You're just out there floating along in life. It's smooth sailing. Or maybe you got a little choppy water going on in your life right now somewhere. It's getting choppy. You know what choppy water means? <laughs> choppy water means a, there's a storm coming. And you got this choppy water, and then all of a sudden you got a cloud burst, and that usually precedes a storm. So you got this cloud burst, and all of a sudden you've got, you may have a full-blown storm in your life right now. Or you may have come out of the storm. 
You've trusted in Christ. You've put your faith and trust in Him. You know, the other night when they were given the warnings and, and they gave that impact statement, going to be at Phil Camel 10, 15 to 10.30, or 10.30 to 10.45. Judy and I said, well, it's time to go to the storm cellar. We've been warned. We've, we've had a warning. Storm's coming. So we got up and went to our storm cellar and pulled the, pulled the top down and latched it, and we sat there and talked. We prayed, prayed for people in the path of that storm, sitting there in the storm cellar, and all of a sudden, we heard, we heard the wind, we heard the rain, and thank God, that was all, it's just a lot of wind and a lot of rain. But where are you right now in life? All of us are subject, storms are going to come, and there's a response. So, you may not be in a storm right now, but let me promise you something based on God's Word. We live in a troubled world, and storms are going to come. You may, you, you may not be in one now, or you may just, you may just, you know, may have just came through one. But I can assure you that one day there's a storm going to come in your life, and that's what the Bible teaches. Just simply because of the world in which we live. You know, my uh, cousin sent me a. Well, my sister sent me a note about. My cousin, uh, Lester Taylor. Some of you may know Lester. But Lester and his wife, they, uh, they were in the path of a tornado as it came over Florence out there at Plantation Golf Course. And they lived on the, they live on the golf course there. And Lester and his wife were there, and, and uh, their house was hit pretty, pretty hard. And so Holly put this post. My sister sent it to me today. Holly Taylor Robbins, and this is what she said. In the midst of all the chaos at my parents' house, oddly, oddly, a note was hanging from a crack in the ceiling. Now, it knocked his house off its foundation, and it started to come in, and the ceiling cracked. And in the ceiling, there, the, there hung a note, a scrap sheet of paper, and and I didn't get this in time. I wanted to put it on the screen so bad, Kyle, but I couldn't get it in time. But I will eventually. But this note was hanging from a crack in the ceiling. And it seemed to be God saying to take notice. This is important. Please see the picture below to read what the note said. Now let me just, now you may not can see it, but I'm going to do my best with it. Let me show you. I'll, I'll try to show you. Here's her here's ceiling. Here's the ceiling. You see the crack? See the crack? See that note hanging from the ceiling? Isn't that neat? Note just hanging down from the ceiling. Tornado just went over. It, it destroyed several homes there. See that? See that note hanging? Just hanging down from a crack in the ceiling. That's the neatest thing. All of a sudden you look up and the note's hanging from the ceiling. Let me read you what the note said. This was written on the note. Here's what the note said. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And Holly goes on to say in her note, she said, as quickly as this house was destroyed, and it literally happened within seconds, it was so fast, the Lord will return just as this house was destroyed that quick. Do you have faith in Jesus, or do you just believe? 
There's a difference. Even the demons believe he's, he's real. Faith in Jesus as your Lord is what's required. Faith, believing without seeing, trusting without understanding, submitting without having all the answers, giving God control. I pray that you're ready for the day that the Lord himself would descend from heaven. This house was in Plantation Springs. What about that? Note hanging from a crack of a ceiling after the tornado comes, reminding people, hey, listen, you think this is something? It's coming today when the Lord's going to come back and call his own. No matter what house we're living in, $500,000 house or uh, FHA home like I have, but we're going to be called up. Friend, listen, if you're going through a storm tonight or today, let me just plead with you. If you've never trusted Jesus, I pray that you will. Because you may make it through this one, but there's going to come a storm one day you won't make it through without Christ. And he's going to come back from his church. And all of a sudden, these, tomb, these graves out here are going to open. And God's people that have died, their body will be raised and meet their spirit in the air. And they're going to be with him forever and forever. You think a tornado is frightening. You, you experience that without Christ. I was reading an article the other day. You know what it said? It said that, you know, you, you don't really read much, you don't read anything really about America uh, in the latter days uh, when, when the uh, tribulation comes and all that. America's just gone. And, and the writer that I was reading said this, many believe that the reason that America is not listed in the Bible during the tribulation period, is because after the rapture of the church, the population of America was so few that it really fell after the rapture. I got thinking about that. You know, that possibly could be right. Now, there are a lot of believers in America. We're trying to reach a world. But when we're all taken away, I hope there's just, if there's any, there's just a few left. But you don't have to be left. You can give your heart and life to Jesus today. You don't want to miss that trip when he comes back. You, you can have him in your problems in life right now. And he's powerful enough to help you and to help you through them. And, and you can have eternal life with him forever in that place called heaven if you'd simply trust him today. Today you may need to make a decision to receive Christ. You may, you may have never asked Christ to come into your life and save you. You come during this invitation. I wouldn't embarrass you for nothing. After everybody leaves, I'll share with you how you can ask Christ to come into your life and save you. You may be here as a Christian. You're going through some junk right now. Don't be afraid. God's powerful enough to get you through it. You put your faith and trust in Him. I remember when the tornado came here, and you have, you've heard this story before. Some may haven't, though. I remember running off this hill and saw this building down and tombstones down. I said, Lord, if you don't help us, we're not going to make it. And you know what he did? He helped us. He helped us. We're back today. And so our God's powerful. He can do those things. So if you're going through a storm, just come today and say, I want to trust Christ. Maybe you've trusted Christ. Say, Brother Sammy, I'm going through a storm right now. I just need to pray. I need you to pray for me, and we'll pray. Let's stand together. This is our hymn of invitation. Jared played the guitar, and we'll, we'll sing as they lead. You sing a familiar.